This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Mornings are hard. Your sports radio show doesn't have to be. I'm so happy you guys are still alive. I am excited. I am so happy. Laugh and learn every morning aboard the mothership. A good day with DA. Hey, duh. I do love the duh. Happy being alive day. Mornings on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah. Yeah. Happy being alive day, everybody. We appreciate you being with us. Coming your way this hour on the show. It's a thirsty Thursday. We'll do toast to the good stuff coming up in 40 minutes, but coming up in 20 minutes. Keaton Slovis is going to join us. He was the breakout quarterback for USC a couple of years ago that as a freshman put up a 30-touchdown season. He has not been that productive since. He left USC for Pitt and has now left Pitt for BYU. But he's now the starting quarterback at BYU. He's going to join us this morning via Zoom so you can watch him on the simulcast at YouTube and on Twitch at watchda.com. BYU Cougars quarterback Keaton Slovis is going to join us coming up in 20 minutes from now. Tis also the final two shows of Mraz's tenure here as a full-timer on the DA show. I would imagine that he continues to make cameo appearances throughout the year and throughout the years, but starting on Monday, he'll be starting down the hall on the New York side of things as part of their new afternoon drive show. And so we are saluting Mraz's 10-plus years here on the DA and at CBS Sports Radio. So next hour, the real fireworks begin. We've got mystery guest, woo, number one. And then in hour number four, it's mystery guest number two. Number two. That's right. Two mystery guests today. Two. And then also in hour number four, there is a dojo of mystery messages. Okay. A dojo of mystery messages. That, that is 
wild, wacky stuff. Do dojo of mystery messages. Yes. 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 Mystery messages. Yes, sir. <laughs> you know it's bad in New England when Leonard Fournette is coming to help you. You know it's getting bad with the Patriots when Leonard Fournette is riding in to save the day. Why don't we do this here, Mraz? Why don't we rank most watchable to least watchable AFC teams, okay? The AFC is all these dynamic quarterbacks and contenders. Feels like it's one of the most stacked conferences in a long time. Let's start at the top. There are 16 AFC teams. Who was the most watchable AFC team? Still the Chiefs for me. Got to be the Chiefs. I would agree. Number two, most watchable AFC team. I think it's the Bengals. I'm obsessed with Joe Burrow. That's correct. That's the correct answer. Number three. It's Number three. It's the Bills. And now you add a little drama to that with the Diggs-Allen stuff. I think it's the Bills as well. I think there's an argument to be made at three, but let's see where we go on four. I four. agree. Number four. Number four for me is the Miami Dolphins. That's what I was going to say. I think you can make the argument the Dolphins moved up to three because with Jalen Waddell and with Tyreek Hill and Tyreek Hill's guarantees and Tua and another offseason, that offense should click even more than it did last year when they were all healthy and Tua was upright. They were the best record of the AFC. So the question of whether they can do it again, maybe even get a little better, and can Tua stay healthy, I think might be a little little bit more interesting than the Bills, but they're three and four yeah. somewhere. Honestly, just the Diggs-Allen stuff broke the tie for me. Okay. Diggs-Allen soap opera. Yes. Okay, number five. Five. Number five for me is actually the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm so super interested in Trevor Lawrence now after finally winning a play winning a playoff game last year, taking the next step. I think sneaky, interesting Super Bowl bet, too. So I think I would never take the Jaguars to make the Super Bowl in this AFC. But your argument would be that it's Trevor Lawrence. They're getting Calvin Ridley now yep. to an already good wide receiving core that seemed to blossom by the end of last year. They've got two good running backs. They've got a lot of good young edge rushers. And it's a team that won the division last year, kind of came on in December, kind of figured it out in December to make that late run to clinch the, the playoff. Then the comeback against the Chargers that right now maybe they're a little bit too trendy for me right now, a little too sexy, but the Jaguars certainly are interesting. Yeah, I, it just, it's something new and delightful. New and delightful. Yeah, that's the way I look at it. Christian, Christian Kirk and Zay Jones and Calvin Ridley. and Okay. Number six. Six. So I'm curious if we start to splinter here. Number six for me is the Baltimore Ravens. They could be in last place in their division. They could win their division. I want to see Lamar Jackson now that he's got paid, healthy, and Odell Beckham Jr. throw it in there as well. My six is going to be the Jets. Okay. I think the Jets are incredibly compelling because of Rodgers. I think you could even move the Jets up into five. And if you wanted to make the argument that the potential disaster of the Jets, that if it goes bad, it's going to go really bad, and pressure and negativity and Rodgers in New York 
and Salah's in over his head and all these expectations that you could move the Jets up even higher, but I can't put them lower than six. So I put the Jets at six, and then I'd put the Ravens at seven. Seven. So you'd put the Jets at seven? I I would as well. Okay. Yeah. So for all the reasons you mentioned about the Ravens, Lamar Jackson got his money. Lamar Jackson now seemingly is happy. He got his wide receiver in Odell Beckham. All the Ravens keep saying is the offense is more and more on Lamar's shoulders. He's obviously a dynamic player, a former MVP. So undoubtedly, they are one of the the most interesting storylines in the AFC. Now, we're at number eight, and I don't eight. think any of I don't think any of these teams are a eh. I'll pass. I mean, there's all of them are really interesting every Sunday. Uh, yeah, no doubt about Unless it. Unless their starting quarterbacks goes down. All of these teams are really like, oh, I want to see all of their games. Yeah, you're jazzed up if you see they're in a standalone window. Number eight. <laughs> My number eight is actually the Broncos. Okay. I'm interested in the Peyton Russell Wilson stuff. Doesn't mean they're better than... It could be bad. They, well, but I, th- that kind of makes it interesting, right? The implosion factor... Well, they pl- were bad last year, so being they were bad... Bore- they were really boring and bad last year. But they have a really competent, good head coach now... With is Russell Wilson really fading out and going out, or can he be really interesting in the mix? So again, I wouldn't pick them for the eighth best team in the AFC. That I would probably give the Chargers, but Russell Wilson and Peyton, I would make the most interesting. So I think the Chargers are more interesting than watching Russell Wilson fade into Bolivia, as Mike Tyson once said. So I'm going to say the Chargers are my number eight. And again, eight. if you gave me Chargers Chiefs on a Sunday afternoon or a Sunday night or a Monday night, that immediately rises to one of the best games of the weekend, if not the most interesting. So it, it kind of depends on who the Chargers play. But because of Herbert, because of the weapons, because of all of the talent, the thing is you kind of know the Chargers are here to break our hearts. They are here to get your hopes up and then crash and burn. But they are still interesting. I would make them my number eight. So now you're up to number nine. Nine. And nine for me is the Chargers. This is where we become the Robins instead of the Batmans. The Chargers are the lead Robins here. I don't think they're great when they're the best team in the game, like as far as like a game I want to watch. But to your point, paired with a Chief, paired with a Bill, something like that, the Jaguars last year, I'm into watching a Charger game. So they're number nine for me. I think I'm at the Steelers at number nine. I think I'm at the Steelers. Number nine. The Steelers were somewhat boring last year, but they still stayed in the wild card mix until the end. Kenny Pickett going into year number two. The Steelers always have a tendency to win a game that probably they shouldn't win. And because they're well coached, they're well organized. TJ Watts, always a beast. Minka Fitzpatrick's always fun to watch. I think I'm at the point here where now we're at fringe wildcard teams that could pull an upset or two. And a game at Heinz Field, is all, it always looks cool. The crowd going crazy, the terrible towels. Oh, mama. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to go Steelers at number nine. Where are you going at number 10? <laughs> That's 10. why I said, wow, because the Steelers are going to – I thought I was going to be more uh, – what do you call it? Hip to the Steelers than you were. Mm. Uh, I think the Steelers are live for the playoffs this year, and okay. I really – Tomlin, I thought last year was going to be the real, like, letdown year, and they were still in the mix on the last day of the year. They sure were. Pickett in year two, that's fascinating stuff. Now, I don't know if Pickett's 
that exciting. I think Pickett can be good, but not exciting. But the idea of Kenny Pickett potentially being in the Steelers not completely falling off the face of the earth is what's interesting. It's the idea of Pickett more than Pickett. Okay. My number 10, Cleveland Browns. 10. Oh, for the Broncos? You got no interest in the Broncos. None. I, I found Russell Wilson to be so... He was just so flat last year, and I know that Nathaniel Hackett's offense was bad. I know that he was trying to fit in, and Sean Payton should be better, but I just don't have any faith that Russell Wilson's all that good anymore. And I saw the story unfold last year. I don't really need to see it again. Whereas the Cleveland Browns, I mean, Deshaun Watson's finally going to get a full season in Cleveland. Last year didn't start until November. They still have talent. They have one of the best pass rushers in football and Miles Garrett. It's still a team that believes they can make the playoffs, has a great running back as well. The Browns are being completely overlooked because of how dreadful their year was last year. But Deshaun Watts is still making a ton of money. A ton of money. He is. He's got to get it going at some point, so they are my number 10. Here we go, Brownies. Here we go. Woof, woof. 10. Who's your 11? My 11, 11? is... My 11. I'm not going to go Browns yet. I, I'm going Indianapolis Colts. Okay, but only when Richardson starts. Don't well, tell me you want to watch a no, Gardner Minshew. All the times you've made fun of me no, for no. wanting to watch Minshew. Number 11. And you know this. I was pumping Richardson from September of last year on about how interesting... I loved watching him at Florida. And look, he could... Full, the, the Colts could, could completely fail him. But... He could also have an RG3 like rookie year where his just legs are awesome to watch and he's like a gazelle running through. So again, we're talking about we're getting to 11 here. So I'm just looking through this pile of poo and I'm going, I want to watch Anthony Richardson. 11. That would have to be the qualifier. It's only Anthony Richardson games. You don't want to watch any other Colts games. Am I allowed to say the Houston Texans? You are because I considered them. Okay, because I'm going to say the Texans because... I know I'm going to see the number one pick in the draft in Bryce Young, right? No. Yes. Yes. Wait. No. The Panthers had number one. <laughs> wait, what team's Bryce Young on? No, wait a second. <laughs> CJ Stroud is a Panther. No. Wait. Yeah. Bryce. Yes. Y- yes. Bryce Young is a Texan. Oh, we're terrible. <laughs> you had me freeze for a second. I'm like, sorry. wait a minute. Is Bryce Young on the Panthers? No. no. My bad. No, no, no. <laughs> this just My happened bad. three months ago. We spoke about it for a year and a half. Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, CJ Stroud, Bryce Young. <laughs> you and I both had to freeze and think about it for a second. No, Bryce Young is in Carolina. My bad. (laughs) Bryce Young is in Carolina. That's right. Carolina traded up for that number one pick, took Bryce Young, then C.J. Stroud of the Texans at two. My bad. I would have bet any amount of money in the last five minutes that Bryce Young was a Texan. (laughs) Oh, forget the Texans then. No, no, because you get to see C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson. Okay, they went 2-3. And Will Anderson was the best defensive player in college football for two years running. Don't give me a Will Anderson take no, here. No, no. You no. have taken the Texans because of Bryce Young. Don't give no, me the Will Anderson no, 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 crap now. No, no. I, oh, excuse me, my bad. I was, going te- I was going Texans because of a new franchise quarterback 
and an elite pass rusher that we're going to see on the field. Okay. And, I, I, and a D'Amico Ryans, who you know I love. Yeah. Oh. I've been talking to D'Amico Ryans for a year now. I wanted to see him on the sideline. So I actually think they're interesting. And remember, last year with Lovey, they were in way more games than they should have been in. Okay. Yeah. So, Which is why they don't have Bryce Young. <laughs> That's true. Look, That's right. How did we not remember that Lovey screwed them out of the number one pick by going for two in week 18? This is oh. such a perfect moment in our last week together right now. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, look, you you make a good case, but don't, again, don't spoon feed me that you pumped up to watch C.J. Stroud. Don't give me that. <laughs> well, you're pumped up to see Anthony Richardson. I'd rather watch Anthony Richardson than C.J. Stroud. Now, I was close to saying the Texans because of Bryce Young, so I'm in the same boat as you. <laughs> but the Texans just moved to the back of the line for me. Okay, who's your twelve then? My twelve Number is twelve. My twelve is now Cleveland. To you know everything you said, Deshaun Watson is he back or toast or what? Okay. Could my twelve be the Titans? Woof woof. Because it is always fun to see Derrick Henry just pound the rock, sledgehammer. We <sighs> do. We do. Get to see Will Levis, I would think, at some point in time, don't we? I mean, is Will Levis going to be sitting on the bench the entire year? I mean, is he even going to play over Malik Willis when Tannehill goes down? Malik Willis, is, he was he was really bad last year. But he got the Tennessee the Titans spot that C.J. Stroud did. <laughs> Titans. I know the Titans play boring football, but you do got to admire watching the best in the game of Derrick Henry just kill guys. It okay. is fun to see. It is fun to see him run to the open field and just demolish secondary members. Again, we're in Boreville, USA now yeah, at this point are. of the list, so I get it. But the tech, the Titans, we've been rooting from the stink because they're so boring, even when they're good. <laughs> Number thirteen. Number thirteen. There's only sixteen teams in the AFC. Thirteen. <laughs> I guess I'm going with the Titans. I want to see DeAndre <laughs> Hopkins okay. and Derrick so, Henry. So you're one, one slot off. I think my 13 is the Raiders. <laughs> Why? They well, traded Darren Waller. Well, Garoppolo, Josh Jacobs. Garoppolo, I mean, I don't know. He, I think he'll look good in a Raiders uniform. And you got year, you got year number two. The Raiders uniforms are great, and he's a handsome man. So he'll look good. And it's Josh McDaniel's second year. I mean, he should be able to kick up the offense. They get Josh Jacobs back. Eh, plus, games at Allegiant look really cool. Devontae Adams is still on the team. Devontae Adams. I mean, they're not dog food. They're probably a 7-10 and 10 team, but they're not a 3-14 and 14 team. I would argue 7-10 and 10 teams are more boring than 3-14 and 14 teams. That's my 13. Again, we're, we're picking the valedictorian of summer school here. All right. Uh, I'll go Texans. Look, I'm pumped up to see Stroud in Houston. <laughs> That's definitely my 14. Number 14. A- anytime you see two rookies like that, how are you not going to board? My 14 is Denver. Who's your 15? 15. My 15 is a coin flip. I'll go Raiders based on jerseys. Okay. My 15 will be the Colts, which means number 16. 16. Last, last place for both of us in the AFC is the New England Patriots. Number 16. There yep. is quite literally nothing interesting about the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> that we would all, that we would both prefer to watch every other AFC team than the New England Patriots. Uh, no worries. Yeah. There's nothing interesting about the Mac Jones stinks, the team stinks, and they'll win six or seven really boring games. And so Leonard Fournette coming into Foxborough speaks to this. 
that this is what we have to look forward to, which is I think why people were just crying foul about DeAndre Hopkins not being signed. It's because if they had Hopkins, maybe you could make a case I might want to watch a Patriots game. If they don't have DeAndre Hopkins, what's the allure there? It ain't Leonard Fournette. It ain't Leonard Fournette. No, it's or not. Or Daryl Henderson. It ain't none of that. When we come back here on the show, Keenan Slovis is going to join us. He is BYU's brand-new quarterback. Remember, he had a breakout season for USC a couple of years ago, then has dotted the map, now has landed at BYU to help lead them into their first Big 12 season ever. And he's hoping to get to the league by doing it. We'll talk to Keaton Slovis next, DA, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. This is CBS. It's the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back to CBS Sports Radio, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. DA with you. As we're heard across the country, a number of affiliates nationwide and also on Sirius XM Channel 158. Joining us here on the show is the newest starting quarterback at BYU as the Cougars begin their Big 12 era. He originally was at USC, then spent time at Pitt, and now is at BYU. He is one of the most interesting prospects at the quarterback position in the country this year. Joining us here on the program is Keaton Slovis. Keaton, how you doing? Doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. Hey, so this is exciting for you. How does it feel to be the guy under center as BYU finally enters a Power 5 conference? Yeah, it's really exciting times. Um, one, to just be, you know, the next guy in line, at, which is among a very historic, prominent member of, uh, you know, really quarterback U. You know, so many great quarterbacks came before me. And then beyond that, the time at BYU to rejoin a conference, uh, to be in the Big 12, 
Our schedule is super exciting. Some great programs, some great teams on it. Um, so there's a lot of excitement in Provo, and I'm excited to be part of it. It's interesting because I looked up the origin of your name. I think Keaton is such an interesting name. K-E-D-O-N. And I found that it means dreamer or hard worker. I guess both, dreamer and hard worker. Now, I, I feel like if you if you transferred to BYU, there's a dream behind it. And then there's the hard work associated with it. So do you feel like that's a pretty apropos meaning for your name? Yeah, maybe. I don't know if my parents had that much uh, thought behind it before they gave it to me, but um, I think it, it fits pretty well. Um, you know, going to BYU and thinking about what I wanted for my last year, um, it's so far it's been everything I asked for. And obviously there's a lot of unknowns as the season progresses, but um, the situation, the coaches, the culture, the players – um, it's everything I've I've really dreamt of. I've wanted in a program, and um, I'm excited to be a part of it this coming year. Yeah, what is the dream? What's the dream when you go to to Provo and you take over for this season? Yeah, I mean the the ultimate dream for me personally is is to to have a great opportunity to play in the NFL for as long as I can. But um, you know, I think for me, BYU Coach Kalani and and Coach Roderick really give me the opportunity to do that. And uh, you know, for us, we want to have a great year. We want to play to our potential and. Uh, we have a good player, good players with uh, you know great pieces around. We have a lot of depth, and um, again, I think we can do some really good things this year. And uh, for me, it's everything I've ever wanted. Just uh, you know, for what I want in my future as a, as a football player. I'm sure that you had plenty of choices you could have gone with this season. So, was the allure of being an NFL quarterback from a program that has produced quite a number of them was that the biggest draw to to go to BYU? Yeah, definitely. That's you know that's that's the whole reason. Um, you know, you're usually playing college just to hopefully get to the next level and you, you love the game and you have fun, you make relationships, but that's the dream. And it's uh, coming closer and closer and more of a goal now. Um, but yeah, with just with Coach Roderick's done in the past, you know, three years with Zach and, and Jaron, um, that was really alluring to me. And also, um, I think just looking at what they do passing the ball, I think they fit my strengths as a quarterback. And I know Coach Roderick really tailors his offense really well to the players that are in it. So, I know that's tough to do as a coordinator sometimes, not even quarterback-wise, but what type of players do you have? What kind of weapons do you have on the outside? What kind of linemen do you have? And, uh, you know, it's not always cookie-cutter. You can't call the same plays for, you know, this team as the same team, you know, that might not have the same skill set five years ago. BYU quarterback Keaton Slovis is our guest this morning here on the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. So when it comes to where you want to get to that freshman season that you had at USC you had the best numbers of your career and you really burst upon the national scene has it felt like you've been trying to chase down and replicate what you did freshman year or because you've now had three different stops do you have to kind of put that all in the rear view and only focus on what's ahead of you yeah I think you're always focused on what's ahead and everyone kind of points that freshman year oh your numbers are so great but um, one, I had really good players around me and, um, I think I had really offense that fit me really well. And I think for me, looking back, there were a lot of things that freshman year that I didn't do very well. And I think I could have done a lot better. I remember going in after, you know, suffering an injury, I remember looking at things I did wanting to improve upon it. So I think you always look at things as how you want to get better. And, um, you're not chasing anything. I think I'm a much better, you know, maybe my numbers over the past couple of years haven't been what they were that year. I think I'm a much better player than I was at that point. Um, but again, I want to get a situation um, that fit me really well. And also I wanted to, um, again, kind of embody that on film instead of just knowing that or showing it in, uh, you know, specific plays or instances. 
you are one of the poster children now of the new movement around college football. Obviously, with more freedom to transfer, you've now had the opportunity to do that a couple of times without penalty, without sitting out a year. I think that's a good thing. What do you feel about the people that came before you, the players that came before you, that had limitations on where they could transfer and had to sit out a full season before they could play? Yeah, I'm really fortunate. And I understand the criticisms, um, you know, that some people may feel. But I think for my situation, you look at it, um, you know, I didn't want to leave USC looking back at it. You know, your coach got fired in, uh, after week two. Um, and coming in, I knew, you know, Coach Riley was going to bring in a, a quarterback that fit his system better. And frankly, I don't think that's a system that probably fits my skill set very well. And um, the same thing at, you know, going to Pittsburgh, I, uh, you know, I, I didn't, this is the first time at BYU I committed to a coordinator that I actually am going to play for. Um, and I think to me, um, you know, it gives me an opportunity to kind of do things on my own terms. And uh, again, it's not how you draw it up or how you plan it coming out of high school. And it's not ideal. Um, but again, I'm super fortunate because I think had it not been for these new rules, I'd probably be stuck in a situation where I might not be able to play. And I think that's the exciting thing too for me is I've been able to play um, and really start at quarterback for every year I've played uh, in college football. And I'm, I'm super, super fortunate for that. Yeah, I could point out that before your Big 12 slate opens up, that you've got to go on the road to an SEC squad at Arkansas, and maybe that could be possibly daunting. But you've kind of seen it all before. You've started in the in the Pac-12 for USC. You've started in the ACC as well. Now you'll start in the Big 12. So I suppose going to Fayetteville's not that daunting compared to all of your other experiences. Yeah, you know, I feel very, very confident going into any experience. You know, I think Arkansas is a great program, and we our schedule is super tough this year. I'm not, you know, it might be the toughest one I've ever been a part of, but um, you definitely feel more and more comfortable going to play an out-of-conference team, knowing you've played other teams, um, you know, out-of-conference at USC, playing a school like Notre Dame at Notre Dame, playing Tennessee last year, um, playing some some big, uh, like the West Virginia last year. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a tough task for sure. I'm not, not nothing's easy, um, but definitely makes you feel comfortable because you've been in that, um, you played the team from from uh, teams from other conferences before and um, on big stages. Hey, before I let you go, your dream is to get to the NFL. You're hoping BYU helps you get there. And so after a game on Saturday, you're chilling out on a Sunday, you're on the couch, and you're popping around either red zone or the games that are on or you're watching on your phone highlights. Who's the quarterback that you are absolutely locked in on going, I got to see how this guy does today? Um, yeah, usually watching red zone. Um, yeah, I like to take little pieces of every, everyone. Um, I think the two guys I watch the most, at least before the injury, Matt Stafford's a guy I always, you know, really, really loved watching. He's so impressive. I think he's even underrated as a passer. And obviously I think Joe Burrow has been a guy that's, that's done a lot of things. I watch my home sometimes too. I think mix of those three, um, for sure. Cause those guys are just so talented. There's a ton more too, um, like Dak and, I'm forgetting everyone probably, but uh, I love watching all those guys. They're so talented. And um, again, you can take little bits and pieces from each one of them and add them to your game. Who would you pull for in the Super Bowl between the Rams and the Bengals if Matthew Stafford and Joe Burrow are your two guys? <laughs> uh, it was tough. I, I think I was slightly pulling for, for Stafford just because he's older. You know, I think Joe will get back there again. He'll have another chance to win one. But um, and I hope Stafford does too, but uh, he's definitely getting a little bit older. Joe has some more time on his on his side. Yeah, no doubt. Keaton Slovis, newest quarterback at BYU as the Cougars enter their Big 12 era this season, which is going to be a really cool conference to watch. They've got a great schedule, as we mentioned, going to Arkansas in week number three. Keaton, thanks so much for finding time for us today, man. Good luck this season. Hopefully we'll catch up again. Yes, sir. Sounds good. Thank you so much.
All right, Keaton Slovis joining us from BYU this morning here on the DA Show. Now, with Mraz leaving tomorrow after tomorrow's show, we have a lot of stuff that we had sent to us from listeners. And one of the things that we had sent to us was a box of assorted packs of old football cards. And this is from a listener, 49ers Castro on Instagram. I believe he follows us all and mm-hmm. messages us quite often. I believe his first name is Denicio, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. And he sent us packs of Fleer Ultra Football from 1991. Guys, we've got food coming next hour in honor of the Thictator. And so what I propose is we open these cards on the air, and the rules are as such. Whoever wins with the best card gets the first pick of the food. Okay, whatever is there, you get to take what you want. Now, how do you decide the best? Running backs are in the news we're lamenting the end of the Hall of Fame running back. Whoever has the running back card of the player with the most career rushing yards, most career mm-hmm. rushing yards, wins the food draft for Moraz's breakfast farewell on a Thursday. Okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. I kind of like that. That's an interesting twist. Now, it should be noted that... Oh, wait, who says running backs don't matter, DA? What do you mean? You're giving an, an ode here to these running backs. Oh, that's right. Yeah. This ni- is how they matter. In 1991, they definitely <laughs> mar- mattered. 49ers Castro says, keep up the great work. Thanks for everything. And that the cards are for DA, The Body, Mraz, Bogish, and OG Pete, The Old Man. I think that's Peter Schwartz that he means. The Old Man. But... I'm also going to say it's two Pete's on here, so Pete the Body gets two packs of cards. That's fine, because he also is the body and old. So And Schwartz has enough cards. And the OG. And so Pete has twice the odds of collecting the winning card here. Two. Two. Okay, Pete, cue the music. There's always something great about opening up, ripping, tearing a pack of cards, everybody. Tear it open. Let's see what we got. Barry Sanders. No, Who's you didn't. He? Did you really get a Barry? Oh, I was just making a oh, joke out the gate. Okay. I've got a Leon White, a Mark Boyer. Wait. <laughs> 91, I got a Scott Norwood. Scott Norwood. Louis Oliver. I got, a, I got a running back. Who do you got? Colts running back Albert Bentley. <laughs> okay. I got, I got Steelers okay. running back Tim Worley. Tim Worley, all right. And I got Broncos running back Melvin Bratton. Ooh, I have a potentially winning card here. Number one, I have an Essera Tualu. Me too. You do? Yeah. Really? Ultra draft pick? Oh, ultra draft pick. Congrats to us. I got a Dion card. I have a Rob Bernstein. I, I have, got a Dion card. Do we have the same uh, pack? Do we have the same pack? Are we I best friends? four different kickers. Uh, Ooh, wow, I got Chris another running Dishman. back. Icky Woods. Oh. Icky Woods. Not going to win this competition. Only had two good seasons. I have one. Ernest Viner. Viner. Oh. Former guest of the show. Yeah. I got John Williams from the Seahawks and Keith Woodside from the Packers. Is John right. L. Williams. I have Steve Sewell, Broncos running back, will not help me win this competition. Ooh, I have a junior Seau in 91. I have multiple defensive players running with the football as if they're running back, but are not <laughs> running backs. Oh, here's my first running back, Derek Fenner. Ooh, the great Derek Fenner. Mm. I have uh, Dave Meggett, 
Really? Is this your Dion card, Bogish? The one where he's matched up against Jerry Rice at Candlestick? Uh, it is, yeah. Okay, so we got the same card. Now, I, do, what do I get for this? It's not, doesn't meet your criteria, but I've got a Boomer card. Oh! Whoa. And now, that could be valuable today. If you want sh- if you want to really play the Schwartz role, go down the hallway and get that autograph. Do I ask Peter to ask Boomer to autograph <laughs> it for me? Now, I think I have the best pack of cards. I have three Hall of Famers. Three Hall of Famers in the same pack. I have Dion, as I mentioned. Mm-hmm. The great Howie Long. Oh, really whoa. cool card. And then I have the winning card. I don't think you're going to be able to top me. I've got a Hall of Fame running back. <sighs> now, he's not the all-time leading rusher, but I find it hard to believe you guys will get an Emmett or a Barry over this guy. Thurman? Correct. I have a Thurman Thomas. Wow. I'm Bubby Brister. I um, have two Hall of Fame cards. What'd you get? Junior Seau, rookie, Rod Woodson. Nice. Those are good cards. They are. Pete's a, going to pack number two. I, well, in the first pack, I got Daryl Green and Michael Irvin. Two Hall of Famers. Two Hall of Famers. So nice. Let's take a look, see if we have any running backs in this pack. Uh-huh. This is some drama. Second pack for Pete. Maybe yeah. a winner in there. Can he top horrible pack. Thurman Thomas? Can he top Thurman? No. No? I don't think I have running backs in here. Okay, sounds like I have pulled the number one draft pick of the food, the breakfast food, coming in next hour. Richard Dent. That's a Hall of Famer. Okay. But not a running back. Mark Rippon. Okay. No running backs in this pack. Wow. Wow. Tough one. Don't tell that group chat. Mm. All right, well, Denicio, thank you very much for your packs of cards. Good to go throw back on this. Jake has a lot of baseball cards, right? He opens packs. I got a lot of baseball cards. Yeah, a lot of baseball cards. Take you back to your childhood? Uh, It does. In fact, and then last summer we found a place that, like these packs, sells actual old school packs. Nice. So, like, the the gum is now concrete. The real, like, kind of, like, um, what's the right word? Not even the, the foil, but it's almost like the... What's the right word to describe it? The paper is like almost... The wax pack? The wax pack. That's what it is. Thank you. It was amazing. Yeah. And Mraz, you said you just love saying the word Fleer. <laughs> Fleer was also always my favorite Yeah, my favorite card pack because it's just something about it. I got a pack of Fleer. Fleer. It rang off the top better than Tops. Even though their junk wax era, the late 80s, early 90s, were highly produced, overproduced, so these are not worth a damn thing, they are cool cards because they... they Evolved into action shots, bright color shots. Like when you get cards from the 70s, it's cool because it's the only one, but all the photography sucks. It's airbrushed right. some of the time if they didn't have the rights to the, the the logos. Like these are pretty cards, even though they're all worth a nickel. There's something nostalgic about it. It's like it's like drinking an ecto cooler. It just it it fits. It is. It's really cool. It's just really cool. All right, Bogues is headlines. Uh, and DA, we have maybe The end of the saga today. NFL owners are meeting today in Minneapolis, expected to approve the sale of the commanders to Josh Harris. 24 of 32 votes are needed, and there is no sign of even a single owner ready to keep Dan Snyder in power in Washington. Justin Fields, not the only Bear, talking a big game on the eve of training camp. Safety Eddie Jackson tweeting yesterday, he's about to have one of the best seasons ever at his position. 
He's been okay the last few years. After being named All-Pro in 2018, he was once the highest-paid safety in the league. The Football Ferns New Zealand soccer team opened the Women's World Cup on home soil with a 1-0 win over Norway. This is New Zealand's first win ever in six Women's World Cup appearances. On the pitch right now, Australia a 1-0 lead on Ireland. They are in the 76th minute. And then we head to Europe, to England. It's the 151st Open Championship. Cristo Lamprey, an amateur, is in the clubhouse, five under. He's the leader, two shots better. The great Cristo Lamprey? Then Stuart Sink. Matthew Jordan is also done for the day at two under par. Done for the day. Meanwhile, Xander Schauffele was even through <laughs> seven holes at last check. The Reds finally won again. The Giants finally lost again. Big, tall, left-handed hitter, Steve. Fairly away from the plate. Swung on by Benson. Hit well. Left center field. That ball is going, going out of here. Will Benson with an opposite field home run. A three-run homer. And just like that, the Reds have taken the lead. Three to nothing. Jeff Jeff Brantley on Reds Radio. Inserting Sterling getting hit by a baseball into every baseball highlight is still pretty funny. Uh, Will Benson's three-run shot was the only Cincy offense. All they needed in a 3-2 win. The Reds had dropped six in a row. The Giants were on a seven-game win streak. The Phillies' four-game win streak ending with a 5-3 home loss to the Brewers. In the sixth inning last night, Bryce Harper faced lefty reliever Hobie Milner and didn't even consider swinging at a single pitch. Wow. Milner got to strike three before ball four. Weird scenario. Like first first time I've ever seen that. Um, I guess he just stuck to a game plan and credit to him for sticking to it, I guess. Uh, no explanation from Harper. He finished the game, went one for four wow. in the night. He does have a cold, apparently, but I assume he had the strength to swing once or twice. The Angels got their first three-game sweep of the Spankies since 2009, mm. 7-3 in Anaheim. The team that's too good for last names on the back of their jerseys goes 1-5 and five on this road trip. Ouchie. Has lost nine of its last 11. The new NBA CBA includes an addendum giving Ben Simmons credit for the 21-22 season, which he did not play, sitting out for the Sixers, then the Nets. Service time matters when it comes to the type of contract players can sign and other benefits. This apparently is a one-time thing just for Simmons. It does not create any new precedent. And the MLS All-Stars took a 5-0 loss from Arsenal last night in D.C. Arsenal prepping for a new Premier League season after finishing second last time. This was the first time in four summers that MLS faced a European club. D.A., back to you. Thank you, Bogues. When we come back here on the show, it's a Thirsty Thursday. Let's toast to the good stuff. D.A., CBS Sports Radio. We're toasting to the good life. I feel alive. Ah, ah, ah. We are feeling good and doing well. How many beers ago? Uh, probably a thousand. It's the DA Show's Thirsty Thursday. Celebrating with some booskies. All right, everybody. It's time to toast to the good stuff. Mraz, who are you toasting to? Uh, this one's a city toast. I'm toasting to Boise because on my last week here, I've thought about this a lot, all the good stuff that's happened over 10 and a half years working with all of you. And I really, really believe that I would never have experienced anything like I experienced those four days in Boise if it wasn't for this show. And it opened up my eyes. Those people there... And look, all of our affiliates, you guys are so great, but that experience I got to have, with all due respect to Boise, and they would appreciate this, they're not your typical vacation spot. I likely would have gone my entire life without seeing that city, meeting those great people, 
and just experiencing all of that and it's probably my best experience I've had in ten and a half years. So I want to thank Boise for having me out there. That was such an awesome, awesome trip. Toast him. Hashtag toast him. You thought it was a two-hour drive past Cleveland. I did. Was way wrong. <laughs> a lot of connections. Folks, who are you toasting to? Uh, da, my toast. Uh, it's a proxy toast. Um, the kids of Tuscaloosa mm. and Peoria and Portland and really the youth of America asked me to toast there, Sean, for setting an example across this great country of how to get arguably your dream job, mm-hmm. barely trying for it, never to have a plan. You don't need to go to school. You don't need to have a career, a direct career path. You can make a sandwich here, go to college for seven years and not become a doctor. It's not a straight line to the end. And that's an important lesson. You don't need to pick your career at eight or 18 or 28. You just keep showing up, feed up Fridays, emergency Pop-Tarts, whatever it may be. But if you're just there, you're going to fall forward into some amazing things. And so it's a lesson that you don't always hear. So they're very thankful that Sean presented that for the last 10 plus years for them to follow and hopefully, you know, become the next him somewhere down the road, maybe in Tucson. Toast them. Beat the body. Who you toasting to? Uh, yeah, I'm toasting uh, Mraz for exposing me to a new version of the English language in, oh. in the last few years. Uh, I never knew some words existed that have come out of his mouth. Uh, and uh, I, I'm better for it. I'm better to know uh, to know Sean for all that knowledge he, in, in, he, he gave to me over the last uh, few years. And, uh, and thank you very much. And thank you for leaving tomorrow because I want to get my life back. After this, after this, wow. send off to you. So, Booskies to you. Booskies. Uh, I am toasting to the Miraz way of, hey man, just let it be. Because maybe I needed a dose of that along the way. You know, I came here after a 10 year career in radio, nationally syndicated, in New York, big company. I said, we got to do things this way precision, culture, repetition. Label, organization, book, work. This is all the tenants that I had been driven by and molded by. And I was paired with a a young man that was just like, man, just let it be. Let's just pop on the microphones and and eat something. Let's just pop on the microphone and, and talk about just sitting on the couch. Let's sit on the couch. What? Labeling something? Saving something? We don't need to bother doing that. Advanced thinking about the show? We don't need to do that, DA. Just relax. Let's just eat. Let's eat and fart. And let's fart and eat. <laughs> let's laugh and fart and eat in some order. And that'll be good enough. And as I watch Merez's star rise through the company, I realize maybe he's onto something. And so... Now, after 10 and a half years, perhaps I've taken a page out of Mraz's book. Maybe I'm the one that's getting fat. Maybe I'm the one that just wants to fart and eat. Maybe I'm the one that just wants to laugh, fart, and eat. Toast to Mraz's lack of work ethic and his laissez-faire, let-life-just-be type of attitude because it's rubbed off on me. Booskies! More toasts as we make our way through the morning. Were those toasts? 
Tweet at us, DA on yes. CBS, or on the phones at 855-212-4227. I want to come back here on the show. Are running back defenders hurting their cause? DA, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.